What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. These are the do's and don'ts of a financially healthy relationship. You have to recognize the red flags up front. And so I just want to say, just respect people's boundaries and, and allow each other to be individuals until you say I do. You're not one to another until you are married. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Alrighty, guys, let's jump into the video. Welcome to the table. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get real. We're going to get right. Oh, building up wealth. We're going to get life. Welcome to the table. There are over 127 million singles in America currently right now, with 40% of the population being single people. Now, 56% of single people are saying that they feel dating is harder in 2023. I'm a single person, and I have to somewhat agree. It is a little, I wouldn't say it's, uh, well, no, 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 it is. It, it is a little bit more difficult, only because of social media is involved now, and Public opinion is a little bit more involved now. So I, I could really understand that. But money, money is also influencing love right now. You're probably saying, well, what do you mean money is influencing love, yo? Well, 40% of divorces are ending due to money issues. So 40% of marriages, people who said I do, are ending due to money type issues. And 70% of married couples admit that they never discuss finances during the dating time, which is so shocking to me that people will not honestly sit down and have a hard conversation, possibly an uncomfortable conversation around the area of finances. So as singles and as I was doing some research, as, I, as, as I'm talking about what we're going to be talking today, single people, our top expenses, eating out. Top three, eating out, followed by housing and transportation. We spend $4,010 a year on just eating out when the average car payment with gas and insurance is right around $1,000. And so I'm like, a month, that's $1,000 a month, $4,000 a year on food. And I'm like, wow, are we really, really maximizing this single season? Are we really having these, these hard conversations while we are single? Are we really doing the right thing while we are single? And so for, for those curious, I went and did some research. What are the top cities filled with single people? Single people. Single people. Some of the top cities, Richmond, Virginia, 
Pittsburgh, PA, and Buffalo, New York. And watch this. My hometown, where I live at right now, the DMV area, uh, we were number 13 and 14 on the top cities out of nearly what, like, I think it's like 2,000-something cities. Oh, no, 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 no. I should have it on my notes here. Let me pull up my notes. I want to pull it up correctly because I can't remember how many cities there were. There was, hold on. Uh, to hold on, hold on. Nineteen thousand four hundred and ninety-five cities in the United States of America. Richmond, Virginia, being number one. Pittsburgh, PA, being number two. Buffalo, New York, being number three. Newark, New Jersey, being number four. Cincinnati, Ohio, being number five. And my city, the DMV area, is the fourteenth and the fifteenth on the list when it comes to the top cities that have the most single people inside of them. And then this stat hit me. Now, 31% of singles are not content with being single. And 26% of people now in 2023 are offering to split the bill due to inflation. And as I was doing this study, because I'm a single person and, and I'm like, man, why is it so difficult to to have the conversation about money up front? Like 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 why as a single person, why do we shy away from being single? And so I want to give some practical tips, you guys, some practical tips for single people who are doing what I am teaching as far as in your living below your means, you're investing, you're saving, you're you're building a business, you're taking ownership of your life and you're starting to build your own legacy. You're working on your legacy for your future spouse, for your future kids right now. But you're like, yo, how do I financially protect myself while dating and looking for love? How do I make sure that I'm not wasting money? How do I make sure that I'm aligning with the right person when it comes to love? How do I make sure that I'm having a conversation that lets me know up front if we are aligned with money? And it is an important conversation as a single person. And watch this. Married folks, some of y'all need to be having this conversation. Have to be having a conversation because legacy is important. And if you don't have important conversations up front, then it blocks you from having a strong legacy down the road. And so I have, how many, how many do I have? I have five. I have five things when it comes to protecting your money as a single person while you're dating and looking for love, because you should not be getting into a worse situation financially when you find love. It should be a blessing. It should be an asset and it shouldn't be a burden. So here's number one. Here's the very first thing that when it comes to me while I am dating, uh, that I look for and that I am doing to protect my finances as a single person, I'm looking for uh, no, no, no. Let me say it again. I'm not looking for it. I'm not going into a dating thing looking for something. I am recognizing red flags. That's number one. You have to recognize the red flags up front. Don't let that good looking body, that Coke bottle shape guys distract us from the red flags. Don't let his income ladies and his height distract you from the red flags. I'm not saying go looking for them. What I am saying is make sure that you are opening yourself up to see the true picture in front of you. Because here's the truth. We got folks out here living beyond their means. 
people who are living beyond their means, avoiding talking about money, and making joint financial decisions early. Listen, if a brother come up to you talking about we need to move in and live with each other within the first 90 days, red flag. Red flag. If 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 you see this brother or if you see this individual who you're dating, they got Louis, Gucci, Prada, Chanel, they got all this stuff, but then when you get to their house, they're living in a one bedroom apartment without any furniture, red flag. Red flag. Red flag. If 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 they got a bunch of credit cards and no savings, red flag. If they make good money but no savings and no investing, red flag. If they're scared to talk about money, red flag. And when I say scared to talk about money, I'm not talking about how much money they have in the account. I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying, what's the credit score up front. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, what's your money mindset? Like, what are some of your goals with money? What do you decide? Like, do you want to make six figures? Are you already making six figures? Um, um, you know, do you want to have a nice little savings account? Do you want to purchase a home? Do you want to build a legacy? Do you want to live a legacy? You know, what are some of your money goals? What are some of your what are some of your financial goals that you're working on? If you're if your date seems materialistic, red flag. If everything is about, yeah, you know, I got this right here, you know what I'm saying? I dropped like a band for this, or I got a purse right here, and it's a nice purse. Like, if, if everything is materialistic, that is a huge red flag. If 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 you see something um, like like they're impulsive when it comes to uh, uh, money and buying things, that's a red flag. I remember I was um, 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 dating someone, and... The that new purse that came out with the T as soon as Beyonce wore it. Right. Like, man, I just remember, like, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. And this one lady, she couldn't buy it from the store. So someone put it up on eBay. She saw it on eBay, purchased the purse for ten thousand dollars on a credit card because she wanted to have that purse just so she could say that she had it materialistic and impulsive. And I'm like. You don't have $10,000 cash and you just put a purse on a credit card? Nah, darling, you ain't for me. <laughs> Great woman, love her dearly. But I'm like, no, if you're going to move that quick because you want to blend in with the world, you are materialistic. That is that is not healthy for a healthy marriage down the road. If they're secretive about their money, if 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 they're always hiding their money. Now, listen. I'm very private about the actual amount of money that I make. I don't tell that to no woman. But at the same time, I let her know, like, hey, I'm very financially conscious with my money. I, I believe in budgeting. I am a good steward of my financial resources today. But I'm not telling her I have X amount of dollars in my account. But, no, she's going to understand my money uh, understanding and my money mindset up front. So she'll know, like, hey, you can't rock with me long-term marriage if you want to be drowning in debt, if you want to live paycheck to paycheck. Check. If you want to have credit cards like crazy, that's not AO. And so if you are not money, if if we are not aligned with money, then we have a problem. You're a great woman. You could be a great guy if you're a woman. It's like, cool, great. No problem at all. All right. <laughs> How do I say this? Because I'm going to say this respectfully, right? I think oftentimes 
a lot of us feel as if because we are working hard, and, and I'm going to be respectful, respectful when I say this, um, a lot of ladies say this more so than I hear from guys. But I'm being fair on both sides because I hear this from guys as well. But we do hear this more for ladies. We we hear single men, correct me if I'm wrong, single men, and I'm not saying this is all ladies. I'm saying this is some. Um, that We hear that sometimes ladies feel as if they are entitled and that they uh, expect a lavish lifestyle. Like my husband needs to be able to buy me the kind of car that I want to drive or, or my husband has to be able to put me in a 10,000 square foot mansion or or I have to get the best hair or I have to do. I Like these ladies feel as if like the lavish lifestyle has to be upfront. I am I don't disagree with having goals and having dreams and building something that we both enjoy that will be lavish one day. But if this person comes to the table and said, like, yo, you have to buy me luxury items, you have we only can go to luxury restaurants or we have to only do this, then that is a red flag. Again, I'm not saying that's a that's a that's a bad individual. What I am saying is that is a red flag for AO because I don't have to do anything when I don't know you. I have to respect you. I have to uh, honor you. And, I, and honestly, I have to give you a great experience. I do believe in that if we go out on a date. That's just the character integrity of me. But I don't have to spend $500 on you for dinner. I don't have to take you to the mall and take you on a shopping spree. I don't have to. You shouldn't expect anything on both sides, brothers. We don't need to be expecting nothing from this woman. And I don't believe a woman needs to be expecting that in the dating phases. Okay. All of these could be warning signs. And so to recognize the red flags and, and to really um, have these th th this conversation around money, I have a, um, a free ebook that I made last year that I want to remind you all. We're going to put the link in today's show notes. It's called Guide to Asking the Hard Questions While Dating. And inside of this um, ebook is 100% free. It's 18 pages long. I go to um, how to ask the hard money questions, the questions that we all want to know. We want to know how much money they make. We, we want to know, uh, are they drowning in debt? We want to know, you know, like where they are money wise, because we want to know if it's a good fit. And there's nothing wrong with desiring that. But how you ask it and when you ask it is the problem. And so I'm not a relationship expert. I'm a money guy. So I do know when is it the right time to ask the money question. I do know how to ask the money question. I do know how to identify red flags when it comes to money. I'm not the relationship expert that's trying to teach you how to get a woman, how to teach you how to get a man, because that's not me. I'm not going to sit here and try and cap like that. Then there's 20 points. We asked guys, ladies. We asked the guys of like, hey, how do you want to talk about money? <laughs> like, what kind of questions are you okay with? What questions are you not okay with? And watch this. How do you want her to ask the questions? So we give you 20 points. And then we give, also give you how to fight fair, how to have that uncomfortable conversation. And both of you all may be passionate about the conversation, but it's a fair conversation. And when is it the best time to end that conversation so it doesn't cross the line of being disrespectful? Right. And then how do we identify all of the red flags? And I want to go through just a couple of the do's and the don'ts for everyone. Like one of the first do is make sure your environment feels free 
from distractions. Like there's no there's no one else around. There's there's, there's no one else around you. Like no one else can come up to you all and distract you and stop the conversation as you're trying to have this intelligent conversation. Do not forget these questions go both ways. So if I'm going to ask you a question, I need to be willing to ask that same answer the same question. If I'm going to ask you, I'll go through one of the questions. If I'm going to ask you this question, I have to be willing to be asked the same question. Here's another do. Remind your date or partner that they're in a safe space to answer freely and openly. Freely and openly. And watch this. Please be mature to where if your date tells you something that you may not like or you may not agree with, keep your mouth shut if it don't work out. You don't need to be going out there telling everyone their personal business because you all were trying to see if you all aligned. If this individual tells you something and you don't like it, don't go back to your girlfriend. Ladies, don't go back to your brother's brothers and tell them people other people's personal stuff. No, I really want to say something, but shut your mouth. You don't need to be spreading somebody else's business. You don't need to be telling someone else, oh, man, we didn't work out because she said this about money or he said this about money. And girl, he crazy. Bro, she crazy. No, no, no. Be mature and be grown. Am I making sense here? Am I making sense? Keep your mouth. We got to learn how to be mature enough to stop telling people other people's personal business that we just didn't like. So we didn't decide to go down that road. That's none of their business to know their personal business. And respectfully, you don't want people knowing your business. Here's another don't. Don't use their opinions against them at a later time. Mm, mm, mm. That's the reason why some relationships do not work. It's because we're going to open up and tell you something vulnerable because you said it was a safe place. But then when I said it and you didn't like it, you used it against me three months down the road. So there are so many do's and don't inside of this, how to ask the hard questions, a free ebook, 100% free. Uh, we're going to put it in the show notes and, and I'm going to go through that. Now, a few, uh, right before I made this a few months ago, I posed this question to the man, gentlemen, what's one relationship advice you would give your queen? We had over a thousand comments. Um, and one thing that they said was, here's a number one thing that they said when it comes to this money conversation and dating conversation. These are from the men to the woman. The number one thing said, hey, men, ladies, we can't read your mind. We need you to communicate and be clear with how you feel about what we said or did. <clears throat> and so we give you questions to ask yourself or questions to ask them inside of this workbook. So if you are the type of woman that says, hey, what we, we, we can't read your, man, your mind. So if this applies to you, here's another question to ask yourself. Do you feel comfortable sharing your thoughts with me? If not, what can I do to make you feel safe to share? So we're literally giving you different questions, different assignments to really start really having that, that, that question and answer that healthy conversation. I mean, it's 20 pages. I'm still trying to go through this thing. Not 20 pages, but 20 questions. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let me go down to this thing right here. All right. So I want to go down to, um, we give you two pages on how to identify red flags. Um, and these are five self-reflection questions. One of the self-reflecting questions that we tell you to ask yourself to identify red flags is, am I, am I projecting my own past experiences onto this person? Am I, am I having 
Am I forcing them to be what I went through in the past? This is some, this is a, this is some good stuff. And so in the very beginning, if we're going to protect our finances and our resources and everything we're working hard for to start building our legacy, to start building our wealth, then we have to start identifying red flags. The number two, number two, number two, you got to talk about money, save and get counsel. Okay. You, 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 you have to talk about money. You, you have to be willing to sit down and talk about money because conversations and communication is key to any successful relationship. Talk openly with your partner about your short and long-term goals. Like, yo, sit down. Say, hey, you know what? In the year of 2024, I want to up my salary or up my income by 30000 But my goal is by 2026, 2025, 2027, 2030, I have $100,000 sitting in my savings account. And I have $5,000 invested into this by the end of next year. But then I want to have, you know, X amount of dollars invested into this so I can live off the compound interest. Yo, if, if you can have a conversation around money without saying specifics of I make $52,300 a year. Year. I make $4,000 a month. I mean, no, no, no. You could tell people like, hey, you know, I want to. One of my long-term goals is I want to have right at about $15 million just sitting in my investment accounts outside of real estate, outside of my business. I want to have $15 million sitting in an account by the time I turn 50 that I don't touch. And I only want to live um, off of the interest. So if I have $15 million just sitting in, in a mutual funds, couple of mutual funds, um, stock market in the stock industry, and we times that by a 10% return, I'm going to get $1.5 million a year just on the compound interest. And I can live off of the $1.5 million a year at the age of 50 to where I don't have to do pretty much anything because I'm already debt free. Uh, my houses will be paid for. So $1.5 million a year, divide that into 12 months, uh, that is $125,000 a month that I could live off of uh, because watch this, um, um, that's my, that's everything. Do you know what I could do with $125,000 a month? And, and I don't even have to touch the principal because watch this, the principal is going to be passing down to my legacy because we're redefining the black legacy. So, 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 so I want to share those kind of goals. And, and if I scare her away with my long-term goals, I like it because you just wasn't one for me. Short-term goal could be, you know, I want to eliminate my debt. I want to pay off half my debt in the year of 2024. I want to, you know, I have $10,000 left in debt. I want to pay it off. I got $100,000 in student loans. I want to pay $50,000 of it off next year. Like, start sharing uh, your short-term and long-term goals. And as you're single, you guys, listen to me clearly. Listen to me clearly. Establish an emergency fund. Don't be going out on dates. Do not, do not um, 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 be trying to spend money you do not have to impress people you may not be with tomorrow. Right now in the economy, the number one thing that we're spending money on is food. Then after that is, is housing, which the average single person is paying right around $18.80 a month in rent, right? And out of those people who are paying $18.80 in rent, they, they actually have roommates. If you're living like in New York or in L.A., like, they're paying $1,800 for a room, not an apartment. <laughs> 
And then we're paying about $900 to $1,000 a month on transportation. This could be anywhere from a car, car insurance, uh, train rides if you're in New York, and gas. So, so, so for me, what I'm, what I'm telling single people is right now during the single season, you got to save. You, you, you have to save. And what you can do when it comes to saving, you can open up like a, uh, a checking account and put money into there if you want, like my good friends over there at Chime. And what I love about Chime is not really their savings account. It's really their checking account because you can get paid two days early. Simple. If you get paid on a Friday, you can have your check on Wednesday. Why is it so cool to get your check early on Wednesday? Well, you can start investing more. You can pay off your debt quicker. You know, you can start uh, uh, saving uh, uh, two days more. You can start, You actually, period, it's easy. You can get your money quicker. <laughs> there's pretty much guaranteed approval to open up a checking account. It's all online, so there's really no expenses. There's really no minimum balance. You can open up a checking account today, and you can start saving today inside of that checking account if you want to. But then what you really want to do when you start getting $1,000, into this checking account, then you want to transfer that over into a high-yielded savings account so that way you get more interest on your savings. And so we did a whole video on the top uh, 10 or 5. Yeah, the top five savings accounts you can get your money on. So not only will we drop uh, Chime's information in today's show notes, we're going to also drop the links to those savings accounts in the, not, not the links, we're going to drop that video to that savings account video in today's show note. But real quick, I really want you to learn more about this whole Chime checking account because it's amazing. I got an account with them. They're one of my checking accounts and I want you to get one too. So check this out real quick. Navigating the path to financial freedom means ensuring every single dollar that we have counts. Yet 25% of U.S. households are missing out on the benefits of proper banking, putting their financial dreams all at risk. And we do not do that here in the AO community. Now, my friends over at Chime have an amazing checking account designed for those determined to build wealth without debt. With Chime's checking account, you receive, this is amazing, you will receive your paycheck two days earlier and you're gonna say goodbye to them sneaky expenses like zero monthly fees and no minimum balances, no deposit required to join at all. So listen, don't let anything slow your financial journey down. In just two minutes with no impact to your credit score, you can step into your money game today. Dive in at chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O and lay a stronger foundation for your money. Again, that is chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O A-O, or hit the link in today's show notes. All right, let's get back to the show. And so after now that you have, you know, you're talking about money uh, right there, you're saving as far as into a checking and into a savings account. You guys, here's something that really, 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 really want you to dial into. Um, Consider getting professional advice on your money resources. What does this mean? Stop being lazy watching my content. Start dialing into more of the content that I'm teaching specifically on money. And then not just dial into my content. What I really want you to do too as well is get a financial advisor. Um, I, I'm thinking about doing a, a program where it's called uh, financial coaching, the basic money coaching to where, to where I create a program to where I'll jump on or someone from my team will jump on a Zoom call with you for 30 minutes and we just literally go through your budget 
once a month. And we help you budget for three months straight. We coach you on how to budget. We coach you on what should be in your budget. We coach you on the changes you should be making. I want you to put a um, uh, put coaching in the chat if you're watching this video. Uh, send me an email if you feel as if you would love to sit down with myself or someone from my team once a month for thir- for for 90 days on how just the basics of really pretty much getting the professional financial advice that you need from the basic level. You know, what are the what are the checking accounts? What are the accounts, the banking accounts that you need to have? How do you properly budget your stuff? You know, how do you properly do the things, the basics of money? Because I think a lot of people, especially single people, we're getting married and we don't even have the basic understandings on how to deal with our finances. You watch me, but how many of you are actually budgeting? You, you watch me. How many of you all have honestly purchased my wealth builder tool? You want to build a legacy. You've got these amazing God-sized goals, but you're not tracking where you're going. You're not even tracking your success. We came out with a whole wealth building tool that helps you really break down everything. If, if, if you're making $70,000 gross, we tell you, we have a professional calculator in there that tells you what's your net pay. Then from there, it breaks down. Okay, cool. Here's your net pay. Here's when he goes into food. Here needs what, what, how much your money should go into when it comes to housing, transportation, utilities. We even tell you what should go into your investment accounts. And then we help you track how much you are investing. And we show you your projection, your projections for the year. We're going to drop that in today's show notes. You should see it on the screen somewhere here right now. The Wealth Builder tool is 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks. And, 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 and we can't say, I, I want to get married. We can't say we want to be wealthy. We can't say we want to build legacy. And we're not getting the professional advice and the professional help from someone to help us do that. So you got to talk about money, you got to save money, and you got to get wise counsel. Stop going to the internet and to TikTok for wise counsel. Start getting counsel from individuals who have been where you want to go. They're doing what you want to do. And y'all, there's no cap. I'm not perfect. But when it comes to money, I don't play with my money. My team will tell you, I'm frugal with this money. I pay them. I pay them on time. We make good money over here. But even I check myself when it comes to money. I check my. I, I didn't buy my home because I was like, yo, this is not good. My mentor was like, yo, this is not a good idea. Boom, great. I got to check myself. I started, uh, I can go buy all these cars. I said, no, let me put money back into this house. Let, let me make sure that this house is the best house in the neighborhood. Let me fix the things in this house to where if and when I sell this home, all the small things that we cannot see physically are fixed. So when, when the inspector comes through and goes through my home, he won't find that many things because I use my money and put it back into a wise investment. And so, and so for me, number two is you got to be willing to talk about it. You got to be willing to make better decisions with your finances. And, and let me let me rewind here because I want, want to make sure I'm giving you good information here. If you have five thousand dollars sitting in a savings account, if you have a thousand dollars sitting in a savings account, that's getting point zero five percent interest. 
you're not being a good steward of your finances. Please move that into a high yield of savings. Or if you do not want to go to an online-only bank, I respect that. Go to your branch and ask them, can you put this into a money market account? Most money market accounts right now at about 3%. So if you want to keep your money at a brick-and-water bank that you can get to instantly, I respect it, at least get 3% for your finances. But online, you're getting 5%. And in the video that we linked that you can go back and watch, I literally show you the math of what the difference between a 0.05 savings account and a 5% savings account. It is a drastic difference of the income that you're going to get. Why not get that free money? And why just have a regular checking account when you can have this checking account and get paid two days earlier? You got to make better decisions. And there's so many different things that I could teach. And I'm really, really thinking about starting that group up. So if you're interested, if you would love to see me do that, actually, we'll probably do a poll on the community tab here on YouTube. I really want to know if this is something that y'all would want to be a part of. It won't be free. I'll tell you that much, but it won't be expensive at all because I want it to be affordable, but I want you to invest into it. So you stay with the whole program for 90 days. All right. So here's, here's number three. Here's number three. We're talking about, uh, number two was talk about money and saving, get wise counsel. Right. So here's number three. You got to put your money into smart assets. If you're going to protect your money while dating and finding love, you got to put your money into smart assets. Russell Morgan suggests placing money where it can be easily accessed. Think high yield savings account. What I just talked about IRAs, stocks and even a trust. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com slash today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com slash today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us, from legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes. This collection has no 
bounds. You see, recently I got to tune into an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcast, let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Pretty much what I'm telling you to do is diversify your investments. I think sometimes what we'll do is we'll make all this money and we'll, we will be consumers, but we won't go out there and create other streams of income. Mm. Mm. We'll, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get this money and we'll go out there and we will consume. And, and, and if I want to, I want to go deeper without disrespecting anyone specifically, but in the black community, I believe that we are some of the most creative group of individuals, but we don't own what we create. So what we do is we create something, we get income from, for that creation and we go out there and we consume rather than depositing it back into something that then creates and generates more income rather than putting that money into something that protects our assets, that protects our family. Um, 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 oftentimes I hear single people saying, I don't need a trust. What do you mean you don't need a trust? I mean, I'm only 21 years old, you know? Uh, uh, the youngest person on my team now is Jay, uh, but before Jay was Michelle. And, and I told Michelle, um, who starts the show up, I said, I said, Michelle, I know you may not have a whole lot right now, you know, but it's like you actually have a lot and you need to protect that. 
And Michelle is super, super, super smart, um, and she's going through. She's going through the process. She already has life insurance. I mean, she's just she's just super smart. That's why she's on this team. But I really wanted to make sure that she know and Jay, who just joined the team. Listen, I don't care if you just have a car and an apartment filled with a little bit of furniture. No, no, no. We need to know if something happened to you. Your family needs to know what do you want done. I'm single and I do have a lot that if I pass, I want to make sure the only thing my family misses is me. I want to make sure that, that they don't have headaches and they're not arguing over my things. And so I understand single. I don't have a whole lot. I don't, I don't, I don't need a trust. I don't need a will. I don't need a power of attorney. No, no, no. You do. Because you're making money. You are making, you're building a legacy and we need to know we need to make sure that we position our parents to know exactly what to do if something was to happen to us before them. And it's just about being smart with your money. I think one of the sexiest things a woman can tell me as she's single is, I have an estate plan. And if we get married, we need to combine our estate plan. What? I think one of the sexiest things a woman can tell me is, yo, I have a, I have a couple of mutual funds. I have a couple of 529 plans. What? Huh? Hello, my God, what's your name again? I think one of the best things we could do to show our partners that we are, money would not be an issue is how are we stewarding our assets and our income right now as a single person? Listen, you guys, as a single individual, um, I have an IRA. I have a 401k that my company provides for my staff and I. I'm taking advantage of the 401k in my company with the company's match. Um, I have uh, several 529 plans for my kids and for my nieces and my nephews. Um, I have a SEP account that I use, at, which is like another investment account uh, for entrepreneurs. I have a maxed out HSA. Like I have all these accounts that I'm putting money into because I want to max out all the stuff. So I'm not just making, for an example, um, $100,000 a year and I'm spending $100,000 a year. No, I honestly maybe touch about 30% of my income because I invest 20% of all of my income um, into retirement accounts. Then I invest another 5% into the 529 accounts for my for my kids, I have one set up for my kids, but then all the other accounts um, are going towards. I have uh, Theo, Anaya, Uzi um, for five. I have five. I have, wait, one, two. Yeah, I got five. <laughs> Lord Jesus. I have five nieces and nephews, and I have 5% of my income going towards that and then one more account. So I have six 529 accounts that are going into that because I want to save it. Now watch this. All of those accounts, beneficiary is my trust. So if something happened to me today as a single people, as a single person, those accounts will pay into my trust and then my trust will pay out to whomever I have um, uh, designated inside of my trust for it to go to. Prime example inside of my trust, if something happened to me, um, the executive of my uh, trust would give it out to my church, my local church, give it out to a nonprofit that I selected, to my parents, to my uh, siblings, then to my uh, kids. Now watch this. If I got married tomorrow and I didn't have an opportunity to update my trust, there is a clause inside of my trust that says if I pass before updating this information for my wife, 
50% of all assets goes to my wife, and then the other 50% would be divided amongst my family. It's about really having stewardship and being wise with your income. Listen, do not make all this money and you're not investing into your 401k. I had a staff meeting with my team and we just we just got to a, a financial level to where I feel comfortable having a 401k and launching a 401k with the match. And I told my team, hey, listen, I don't know your financial situation. For the most part, all of them are doing pretty decent. They wouldn't be on my team if they were just horrible with money. But I told them all, I said, hey, listen, get this free money, at least, minimum, invest into this. Don't, do not make good money and don't allow our company to grow and you get to six figures on the company and you're not investing nothing. No, no, no. If you can only invest 3%, get the 3% match. So as a single person, man, start investing right now. I, 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 I scream this to my two youngest ones because when I was in their age, I was like, yo, I wasn't thinking about investing. I wasn't thinking about the future. And both of them are killing it. And I get excited because I'm like, yo, listen, I know they won't be with me forever. I hope that they will. But at least I know when they leave, they are leaving with money. They're leaving with, okay, I made some proper investments. I can transfer it over to here and do whatever they need to do. Single people, we got to start investing more because I promise you, when we get 60, when we get 65 years old, our future self is depending on the decisions we made when we were single and when we were 20, 21, 25, 30 years old. And so some of you are asking, okay, Anthony, I hear this trusting. And watch the single people. You need life insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of Michelle. I'm telling y'all, man, Michelle, she dope people. You know what I'm saying? To be that young, like she got life insurance policy before she even came to my company. I was like, yo. And then after joining my company, she got another life insurance policy with Ethos. I'm like, yo, I'm so proud of this young lady, man. Because she understands, she wants to make sure if something happens to her, that her family will only miss her and they won't be uh, uh, stuck with burial fees and GoFundMe accounts to try and bury her if something happened. Nothing's happening to her. Nothing's happening to all of us. I'm speaking that over all of our lives, all right? But we do know death is coming. And so we got to prepare for that. And so I want to encourage you all to actually go check out my friends over at Ethos. You can go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance. That is anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance. If you click on Ethos, um, they are going to give you a free quote of what you can get a term life insurance policy for. You can get a million dollars, two million dollars with no blood work. Amazing. And you only spend like 50, 60 bucks a month. So you spend it $56 a month. If you get a new insurance policy with them, they're going to give you a full estate plan for 100% free. So now you can put your house into the estate plan. You can put all your accounts into the estate plan, all your investment accounts, your beneficiaries. You can protect your assets. Even if you only have very small minimum assets, you still want to protect them and you want to get it now while it's cheaper to get the trust. So that way, as you're building your assets, as you're building your income, you can just add it into it and protect it. I'm doing that actually this month. Before 2024, I will be updating my estate plan, and I just did my estate plan January of this year. And I'm so upset with myself that I didn't do this earlier. But I can definitely tell you, I'm sleeping a whole lot better. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sleeping better. Knowing that if I wake up and I'm in heaven, I'm going to be sad, but I'm going to be joyful. Because my family will know exactly what to do. They will have instant access to my money. 
They would have instant access to anything and everything that they need to lay me to rest. And even as I say that, I still get a little emotional. But I'm getting emotional because I'm like, I know I'm doing the right thing. But also, nobody wants to die. But the truth is, I think I said this on one of our shows. Truth is, we're going to die and we got to pay taxes. Why not take care of it? Why not set your family up to win? Here's number four. Consider financial counseling. I said this a little bit earlier, but I really want to just make sure this is, is a valid point. If things are getting serious within your relationship, I really want you to consider premarital financial counseling because it helps you on both both sides to start the right footing and the right, I would say, direction when it comes to finances. I'm very big on my friends over at BetterHelp who are doing some amazing things there. Um, and we're going to drop their information in today's show notes. But, you know, BetterHelp is providing financial counseling, financial premarital counseling to really do this. And watch this. Some people in... I think you need two types of, of, of premarital counseling. I think, one, you need to sit down with your local pastor who's going to marry you or the individual who's going to marry you and really do that, that, okay, what is this, that type of counseling? But then I think you do need to get with something, someone practical who specializes in financial counseling. Because I think sometimes we'll go to the pastor and they'll ask us a couple of questions about around money, you know, but we really didn't do a deep dive into, okay, what is our money styles? What is our money habits? What's our money thinking? You know, what? how do we process this? Like, it needs to be a full two, two months of just counseling on just money and then counseling on just on marriage. Because money is one of the leading causes of divorces. And I think it's because we don't put emphasis specifically on money, on what do we really desire with money. Before you even get married, y'all should have a goal for what does your money look like in marriage? Before you even get married, you all should already know what's the other person's credit score, how much debt are they in, um, um, how much money do they actually make, and you all should have a strategy and a game plan on what is going to Watch this. I even think at the beginning of your engagement, you should have that conversation because you need to identify, hey, do we want to spend this much money on a wedding or should we only do a $5,000 wedding, a $2,500 wedding? Um, I'm not a fan of the courthouse. I don't knock it because I do believe someone who marries you should be someone who, who's praying for you, not someone who just gets up every day with a little attitude and just reads some lines and say, God bless you, you're married. No, no, I need someone who can come in my backyard, who loves me, who, who I know has the power over them spiritually. They have that anointing. They can lay hands on me and my wife and pray for us, but we can do that in the backyard for a thousand dollars. But at the same time, I want to make sure that before we even talking about engagement, that we are having a clear strategy and plan, a clear strategy. And we put systems into place that when we get married, when we come back from our honeymoon, there's no guessing. There's no wondering. There's no conversation that needs to be had on what are we going to do when it comes to our finances? No, we're coming back from the high of our honeymoon to the high of our lives because we had a clear, uncomfortable, hard conversation while dating. We got counseling at the beginning of our engagement about money. We have a clear understanding where we are. 
before we even said, I do. That's super important. Today, I, I counsel married people on finances. I don't give no marriage advice. That's not my thing. I'm not a marriage relationship expert. I'm not a, a relationship expert. I don't want to be a relationship expert. I talk about relationships in the dating world because I'm a single man in the space, but by I am no way, no way giving relationship advice. I may give my relationship thoughts, but I'm not giving advice the way that I give money advice. And, and, and it saddens me when I have married people call me. I do Zoom calls with them. Sometimes I sit down with them at church and we just have an honest conversation about how to get their money right. And nine times out of 10, when I ask them, did y'all even talk about this while y'all was dating? They said no. Can we keep it real? They have sex. Can we keep it real? They traveled. They traveled the world. But you never sat down and said, hey, what do you think about this when it comes to money? Do you want to be debt free? Or do you want to leverage other people's money? Do you, do you want to build a home? Or do, are you okay with working forever? Do you truly want to build? Like, what's your thoughts on legacy? Like, what kind of legacy do you want to leave for your kids? How much money do you think we could make as a family? If the average family is making in between sixty-five dollars to $75,000 a year, if only 34% of household income is above $100,000 a year, what are we doing? If they're saying by 2054, African-Americans will have zero to negative net worth, but we want to leave a legacy. How do you think we should go about that? Is having a $20,000 wedding important? Is you having a, a, a $10,000 ring important? Me driving a $80,000 car, is, is that important? Like, what's important to us? What's the vision for our finances? And these are the conversations you got to start doing earlier on. Now, I saved, I saved this one for last because I don't think you all are going to like this one. You got to establish boundaries and respect individualities. Now, for this fifth and this crucial one, right? No matter how intertwined your lives become, you all love each other. You all spend out of each other's house often. You know, my mama will call that shacking up. <laughs> I need you to always respect each other's individual financial boundaries. Just as in a relationship, individuality is crucial. The same applies to our finances. You know what? Do not combine your checking account because you all are, all, all are together. Do not move in with each other just because you all are together. I'm just going to say, y'all are not going to like this. I'm going to see it in the comments. But I've seen too many people combine their lifestyles, combine their income, combine everything, and they're just boyfriend and girlfriend. And then when things do not go the way that they thought that they would go, it is hell getting out of the situation. 
because now you got all your money combined. Now you, you all bought this house together. Now you all have this apartment together. Now you have this together and we didn't respect each other's boundaries. We didn't respect each other's individuality. Do not combine income. Do not combine lifestyles that will be hard to separate if we do not go there. And I'll be real with you all. I ain't going to cap on my own show. Have I ever lived with a woman? Absolutely. And that's why I'm saying this. It is the worst thing I've ever done in relationships. It's the worst for me. And some of y'all ain't going to like it. Some of you ain't going to like it. And, 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 and if you're engaged and you move in, I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. But you should not. Watch this. If you're going to live together, do not combine finances. You need to have your own checking account. She need to have her own checking account. You need to have your own savings account. She need to have her own savings account. You need to have your own investment accounts. She need to have her own investment accounts. And if you all launch a business together, it needs to be in writing on what you need to do if things do not go the way you think they will go. It needs to be in writing. In writing. You need to have an attorney draft up something to protect you both. Oh, Anthony, I trust her. Oh, Anthony, I trust her. We ain't going to never break up. That's the love of my life. We will never go through that. What? In the beginning, when we all love each other, it's gravy. But when it comes to an end, it's not gravy. And most times, most relationships do come to an end. And when it comes to an end, now we're fighting each other because I should have had this. This should have been here. I, I did this. I did. No, no, no. Just put it in writing, you guys. Respect each other's boundaries. Respect it. Put it in writing. Okay, you want to start a business with, with, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, who's not your wife yet? Cool, great. Put it in writing. Hey, listen, babe, I just want to be super clear with what we're doing right now. If this does not go the way that we think it goes, how do we want to separate this? It almost reminds me of like a prenup, but a prenup for dating. Some people don't like the word prenup, but I'm all for a prenup. My wife will sign a prenup. And it's not because I don't want it to work, but it's just like I know in the beginning when we love each other, we can put the right thing on paper. And on the end, when we no longer love each other and we're tired of each other and we're upset with each other, we ain't thinking about the other person's feelings and thoughts. We just trying to get up out of there and we trying to get everything that we can. That's ours. And so I just want to say, just respect people's boundaries and, and allow each other to be individuals until you say I do. You're not one to another until you are married, until you say I do. She's not your bone or your bone, flesh or your flesh, until you say I do before God. I know. I'm going to hear about it in the comments. I, I, I get it. I understand. I do. I do. But we got to protect our love. And we got to protect our finances while looking for love. And I see so many single people making these, these decisions with finances. 
And here's my thoughts on moving in with each other. Here's, here's why. This is not the spiritual answer. I, I'm, I'm not a pastor, so I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that uh, you're going to go to hell because you're living with each other. I'll, I'll let a pastor speak to that, right? I'll, I'll let a pastor speak to that. I have my own thoughts on it because, uh, you know, a pastor's going to say, oh, my gosh, you're having sex before marriage. Uh, okay. All right. I hear that. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with moving in with each other. And this is, this is, this is for the ladies. I can't do that for this reason. I'm going to get too comfortable. I'm going to get too comfortable. As a man, if you're living with me, we're having sex, we're already living the life of a married couple, I'm not going to feel rushed to marry you because you're giving me everything a wife has already given me. So why am I going to rush to put a ring on your finger if you're giving me everything already? That's number one. Number two, on the flip side is I see most men pay for everything and it adds stress to them because now they're paying for everything and they grow envy of the woman because like, Yo, I'm paying all the bills. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all this. And then they look at the woman saying, Yo, you can't do that because I'm doing this. It's like, it's like now you give this man a certain power that I just don't know. I don't want that power. Not right now. At 40 years old, man, as I'm evolving and maturing a little bit, I'm like, you know what? Man, we can date. Man, we can travel. You can come over to the house for sure. But this whole combining lifestyles and we're not married, it's not healthy in my opinion. Not when it comes to finances. I do not see a lot of situations where it is healthy. I'm always getting the conversations that is unhealthy and it's just honestly bad. So let's just respect each other's boundaries. And man, listen, and if you want to live with each other, combine all this income, make all these babies, get married. <laughs> just, just, just go get married. Just go get married. All right. So those are the five things that if we're going to protect our finances, we need to be doing those five things while we are single and looking for love. Okay. Uh, so just identify the red flags and don't be scared to have the red flags. When I say this, don't be scared to have the conversation about the red flags. What I like about red flags, when, when people hear the word red flags, it means that, oh, I need to stop and go a different way. No, red light doesn't mean you can't go there. A red light honestly stops, lets you pause, and lets traffic move a different way. But then the green light comes again. You may sit there for a while. We may need to sit there and have an honest conversation and get clarity on what's going on with this and make sure we understand it. And then that, that green flag could come back or it could stay on the red flag. Like, no, this is just not it. We need to stop this. But a, a red flag or stop sign does not mean you cannot go through. It doesn't mean it cannot happen. It simply means... We need to stop and have a conversation about this. So identify those red flags and then make sure that you're getting the counseling. Make sure that you are saving. I mean, make sure that you're willing to have those conversations. I think once we can do that as a single person and we start investing into the smart assets and we have financial couple counseling and we respect those boundaries, we protected our money while protecting our hearts while finding love. And when we do find love, we find love in a very healthy way. So I, pr I pray this blesses you. If you are married and you watch this, 
I, I'm asking you to please send this to a single person. Um, I'm going to start making a little bit more single content for for single people when it comes to our our money. I even want to do like the top the top ten investments that a single person should be making. I'm going to do a show around that here in the New Year's, um, and so I really want to start helping single people maximize their single season and all of us build our own table. And so, I love you all. God bless you. I'm about to go give me something to eat because I'm hungry. All right. I'll see you in the next show. Peace out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.